Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. For multiple bonus shows per week and access to our full podcast archive featuring in-depth interviews, movie commentaries, and live shows, please check out the Steel Wars Patreon podcast feed. The content club level is just $3 a month and is chock full of Star Wars fun and really helps the ongoing production of the show. All the bonus shows download into your podcast app like any other show. Give a month a try at patreon.com forward slash Wars. Link is in this episode's show notes. And if you do, hit us up for a question for the weekly Patreon Q&A. And now, on with the show. I really hope you enjoy it. This episode of Steel Wars is also available in full video at youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars. The link is in the show notes. Treat those eyes. Treat them. Live from Geeky Tees in beautiful downtown Burbank, it's Steel Wars Live! Please welcome your host, Steel Saunders. Thank you, Rashad. I didn't mean to step on your uh, introduction and walk out halfway, but I just felt so welcomed. You did so good. Thank you. Nice. Rashad, everyone, the producer. How's it feeling in the seat? Uh, Feeling very good. Nice. Got the power, you know. What power is that? What power is that, buddy? It's the power of love. It's a beautiful thing. I've been listening to a lot of Huey Lewis. I, I hear it makes one man dance and another, another man, man sing. sing. Uh, we've man violated man. copyright uh, infringement there and art. So uh, that is good. But we are here for the Steel Wars 2019 prediction show, which is very exciting. Good woos. I, uh, I applaud you on that. And after last year, how are you going to predict this year? Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you predict anything when you've got Jason Ward predicting that Nick Nolte is going to be an Ugnaught? Like, <laughs> you can't compete with things that are actually happening. But uh, we are, people can call in if you're listening online, and we've got emails from around the world, from listeners, from podcasters, and uh, the audience members can predict as well. And then at the end of the year, we will review who was right and who was so, so wrong, and we'll award the Fortune Teller of the Year, which is a very prestigious prize. If you've got a Star Wars news prediction for 2019, and let's face it, who doesn't, join the fun and write it in the comments section below. And while you're at it, give the video a quick thumbs up and hit subscribe so you never miss a Steel Wars video. We have got some of my favorite Star Wars fans and also Bart Freebarn here to talk about the predictions. So let's get a round of applause for one of my favorite podcasts, Who Talks First? And the merch site Squadron Goals. Please welcome Courtney Everett. From, yeah, grab a seat. 
from Sci-Fi Fangirls and Nerdist, uh, one of the great comedians on the LA scene. It's Riley Silverman. His credits include Food Wizard all the way from Australia. We've broken the budget. Please welcome my great friend, Bart Freeman. Hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Good. I feel yeah. like we're not... I don't, none of us are going to top that this guy's on the radio moment. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> it's pretty good. I feel like he really, like... like Cuts off the knees at the start of this podcast. Yeah, you you, you can't reference things that I'm going to edit out of the show, Riley. Yeah. That is that is very cruel. You know how podcasts work. Which That's... means we have to reference it constantly yeah. for the next hour. All right, man. Yeah. I like that bit where you did that crazy stunt at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, well, I can balance on one hand and levitate yeah. rocks. It's you know how to good. use it. You know how to use a doodle. That's all I'm saying. Nice, uh, Courtney. Yep. Full props for the outfit. Thank you. You you are yeah. like. It's so weird because that costume, I'm so ingrained with the three and three quarter inch figure. <laughs> so it's just like you, you, you're very tall now. That's what I'm trying to say. And less plastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am less plastic now. Yeah, this is from El Hoffer Design, if anyone's interested. But she just released this and it's very comfortable. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, who, who are you dressed as, Riley? As Riley Silverman. <laughs> She's a fan of Star Wars. Jin Erso fan. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. This was yeah. This was just like a hot topic uh, Star Wars collection thing, and then I'm wearing a Kira T-shirt. So from from a, a retailer called Target. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's something we should stay on. Yeah. Bart Freebound, who are you wearing? I'm a. Uh, Thank just... you, Emperor. That is great. I appreciate that. I'm a uh, Emperor Palpatine, the early days. <laughs> <laughs> smart casual. Yeah, smart casual. Just when he was hitting the gym a bit before he got into politics. Little yeah. athleisure. Yeah, maybe? that's right. Yeah, yeah, he'd like to go cash. No, nice. then he was like, "Oh, robes are even better." And he and stepped up. Rashad, you've got shades of a young George Lucas going on over there. You got bit. the beard, the flannel. It's the grunge years. Nice. Nirvana. I should say probably the easiest cosplay for a Star Wars fan to nail is young George Lucas. <laughs> well, Jason Ward does it You daily, see the beard so, and a flannel and a right. hat and you're good to go. My shoe game is much stronger though. I think. Wow. Ooh. Fighting words. Shots fired. Yeah, I was, I'm like, those are fighting words. You see, we're pretty good shoes. Now, it would be remiss of me to not use the rem word remiss as much as possible, but we should review the winner of last year's prediction show. The voting closed just hours ago. And uh, the finalists were, and this will give you everyone a good tip on how to predict everyone. These sort of predictions are getting to the finals. Now, Mr. Sunday Movies, he predicted that Solo would be fine and that a new animated series would be announced, right? That came in with 26%. 19% picked uh, Rusty Brown's pick of Chewbacca will rip off someone's arms in Solo, which is a pretty good in-universe guess. And Josh Chapman in Australia, he guessed that there would be questionable The Last Jedi fan edits after the film's release. And bang on. Thank you, YouTube. But the winner with 33% of the vote was Jordan O'Mara, who predicted that after the release of Solo, Lucasfilm Limited would rethink their film plans. 
Which when when he said it on the show, I was like, "You're tripping, dude!" Like that's you know Star Wars. It's it's going to kill it every time. But I was young and innocent back then. <laughs> so young and innocent. It was um it was very sad. So right, uh, Jordan actually is at work right now in Australia, but uh, he is the winner. He is the winner. It's weird to say congratulations on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like congrats. <laughs> Good, good call. Yeah, well, that's like all the predictions have been coming in this week, and some of them are just like, "Oh, please let you be a finalist next year," and other ones are just like, <laughs> that, is, "That is really shocking." But um, I'm going to go to a a few predictors online that are on hold. Eight five nine. Who are you, and where are you calling from? This is Peter with a P. I'm calling in from Lexington, Kentucky. How's it going, Steve? I'm good. Peter, what is your prediction for 2019? So for 2019, my prediction is about Orlando Calrissian. I think that uh, this year we're going to learn, whether it's from books or comics or movies, that Lando is the person who gave Anakin's lightsaber to Maz Kanata. Ooh. A story for another time, I believe, was a quote. Peter, that is an exceptionally interesting uh, prediction, man. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Nice. Thank you for having me. All righty. Let's go to 218. Who are you and where are you calling from? Uh, this is Jonathan from Houston, Texas. Hey, Jonathan in Houston, Texas. What is your prediction? My prediction is that by the end of episode nine, both Kylo and Rey will have made the ultimate sacrifice and have become one with the Force. Only through their combined efforts will the galaxy have been saved. Ooh. How do they, like, they sacrifice themselves? They, like, sort of like, like Luke Skywalker became one with the Force? Is that what you mean? In a sense, but not, um, in... I, I'm trying not to be super specific, so I don't get that prediction <laughs> wrong, but I don't think it'll be right anyway, so there you go. <laughs> but my idea was something to the effect of maybe Ray acts first with only the belief, but not the, uh, it's like a, a certain, you know, understanding that Kylo will, will follow through, and that act is what finally brings Kylo all the way back to the light, and he follows suit. And therefore, the day is saved, however the day might be saved, whatever the actual in-game is. Interesting. I like it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Now, Courtney. I'm like, you're going to go straight to me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you you've got a, um, you know, a firm belief mm-hmm. about the end of episode nine. I like, g- give us your um, not prediction, prediction, prediction. Hold on, guys. I'm going to spoil episode nine for you right here, right now. So, like, if you don't want to hear the ending, leave. The resistance is going to win. You heard it here first, guys. The good guys are going to come through in the end. And that's the end of episode nine, is that the resistance comes through at the end and wins. It'd be so Thank you, everyone. I won <laughs> next year's thing. 100%. Yep. Yep. But, uh, you know, you live in that Raylo life. Mm-hmm. H- how do you feel about that prediction? I don't mind it. I mean, uh, I, I'm just like a firm believer in finding out what 
does balancing the force mean? So I think there's a possible solution in that prediction. Do I want to see uh, them survive? Absolutely. But uh, of course, we, we won't know that until we know that. All we know for sure is that the resistance is definitely going to win over the First Order. Wow. Huge spoiler. Huge yeah, I, spoiler. I know. Did you read that on Reddit? Yeah, it was a Reddit leak, actually. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, they're not being great at keeping spoilers locked down this time around. No, right? Interesting. The whole ending just got released. Wow. Yeah. I heard that, that Ray is going to ignite her lightsaber at some point during the movie. That's nuts. No, no, but what color will it be? Well, if it's her current lightsaber, it'll be blue. But I want it to be green because I want you to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot of people pandering to me in these predictions. Like, I try not to read too many, but there was a couple where I was just like, you're doing that for me. A lot of of green talk and a a lot of of Raylo talk. It is going to be a hotly debated thing. Bart, do you even know what Raylo is? Yeah, man. Yeah, fully. It's a fabric that you... (laughs) It's like Raylon, but Raylo, it's just a little bit lighter. Oh, my dress is made it's, out of actually. Uh, <laughs> it's like Gore-Tex. It's like Marbo. Um, no, it's them getting together, right? It is. Yeah, so that is linked to my vague prediction that a greater evil will roll in and they combine somehow to to balance the force. That's my my theory. Okay, but let's define. Has Raylo already – because people say, is Raylo going to happen? But they're sort of already linked. How, how, how do you define that? It's really hard to define, really. But uh, honestly, it kind of just started out with, we want the answer of, why do we need the dark side? Why does the dark side keep coming back? You know? So uh, Snoke in The Last Jedi, he says, he's like, oh, well, as long as one exists, the other one's going to keep happening. So if we just kind of kill Kylo without any resolution, some other guy just kind of come back for episode 10, 11, 12. And I think episode nine. Oh, girl, sexist. Oh, hey. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. But we all know men are the worst. <laughs> I shouldn't be saying that. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, feel free. <laughs> there we go. Time for a female villain. Yeah, I mean, I'd be with a face, one with actually a face that we can see. Yeah, or extra, point. like multiple faces. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> women with faces are one of my favorites. Yeah. I got what we're planning to use. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love getting pandered to. Well, Polly, I think we'll bring back uh, Phasma again, but also still not give her an actual story. What about if just bring her back just to have a couple of like like scenery chewing lines, and then we'll throw her down a yet a bigger distance? Is she (laughs) so she comes back off a planet this time? Each time more more robotic, like more bits of her replaced. Yeah, new face, less face. You know. Yeah, she'll actually have the Darth Maul spider legs at the end of yeah. So there'll be one movie where she's falling for the whole movie. It's just her falling for the whole movie. Yeah, it'll oh, be like a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Phasma's going to turn out to a bit of an itchy and scratchy show, I think. Like, <laughs> just crazy things happening. Hey, 571, who are you and where are you calling from? Well, hey, Steele, this is Dante DeMille from Alexandria, Virginia. Dante DeMille, how you doing, buddy? With a D. Doing pretty good. How about y'all? Nice. What is your prediction? Um, as a follow-up to my last prediction of no new mo- no movies announced, I'm going to say the Obi-Wan movie is going to get announced this year. So the Obi-Wan will be announced this year? It will be announced this year. Nice. Interesting. That would be... Um, Solid. I, I know a lot of people are holding out hope 
and that's where rebellion starts, I've heard. But uh, that they'll announce what celebration and Ewan McGregor will come out and we'll all cheer and, and, and dance and, and have a great time. So uh, that, that would be doubly good for you, Dante, if you, you know, you're at celebration, you see Ewan McGregor and you're also just like, I'm a lock for that 2019 prediction show. So uh, I appreciate that, man. That would be splendid. Thanks so much for your prediction and uh, I'll talk to you soon, mate. See, I actually, before that was put on hold, when they, when they first were talking about it as a rumor, mm-hmm. I actually took that as a sign that I felt like Obi-Wan was going to be significant to episode nine. Because I'm like, oh, why would they suddenly out of why would they pick this point in time to make the Obi-Wan movie? And then I was like, oh, maybe that's why. Maybe they'll do it in episode nine because like Solo came out this year and Han was obviously not in uh last jedi so it was like well, now we have a good time to like do a han thing so i felt like oh they'll bring obi-wan back into a movie and then have his own spin-off a year later but obviously well, that might well be i'm anymore. i am hoping for a force ghost party in episode oh nine. yeah i, I, I want to see like you know like the jedi council but they're all the ghost council yeah even the ghosts are... there's actually too many and they have to do force ghostbusters they have to get rid of some <laughs> so like, there's too many in the temple they're wrecking stuff we need to. Who are we going to call? They're actually going to make them all female Force Ghostbusters just to really yeah. piss off the oh. internet. Like, <laughs> people would just go like, "Yeah." What? But the like, first, uh. their ultimate goal is to see how much of a gap they can get between the actual Rotten Tomatoes reviews and then the the fan oh, yeah. submitted <laughs> yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. One is seven thousand percent, and the other is negative yeah. eight million. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what they say about Force Ghost parties, right? There, there ain't no party like a force ghost party because force ghost parties don't stop until there's a female ghost. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> That's my prediction. I love that we all just let you hang yeah. on that just line. Let me yeah. No Where, support. Great where's guys. he going? Where's he going? I, I've got an, uh, like a topper prediction for the Obi-Wan movie, which is Ezra Bridger appears in it. Oh. In episode nine? No, in, in the Obi-Wan spinoff. Wow. So you're doing predictions about predictions. Yeah. That is, that yeah, is yeah. deep. Yeah, that man. Is, that is super if it comes deep. off, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> that prediction needs a little spinning top yeah. so we know what our reality What's is. What's real, yeah. That's so good. I do predict that Mandalorian's going to be pretty decent. And I think that the people who are going to say, like, it's so much better than Last Jedi are going to have no self-awareness of the fact that Kathleen Kennedy still is the producer of Lucasfilm <laughs> and, like, greenlit Mandalorian and is as involved with it as she is with Last Jedi. But it's going to be none of that. It's going to be they're not going to give her a trace of credit for how good the show is actually going to be. Because she'll yep. have a new face. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Uh, let's go to this. Might be King Tom six one four. Who are you and where are you calling from? Sorry to disappoint, Phil. It's Rebecca in Perth. Hey, Rebecca in Perth. What's going on over there? Oh, uh, nothing much. It's another day at work for me. Uh, but trying to tune in, listen. But can I hear you? Can I hear everyone else that's on the panel there? It's a little thing I like to call technical issues, oh. and it's all part of being a podcaster, Rebecca. So, uh, yeah. Technical issues only mean one thing. Well, it's actually Bart's just saying things so heinous <laughs> that uh, he's just getting censored by the internet. Yeah, so. I've been swearing. I've been saying bad stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're going to be quick. Mine. Um, first of all, before I get to my prediction, uh, Riley Silverman, her. 13th Dr. Cosplay is on point. I know that's off France this podcast, but it just had to be put out there. <laughs> uh, secondly, my prediction. 
The first order will have a Star Destroyer. So it's a bit of a throwback to one of the Clone Wars area ships, uh, similar to the uh, Venator class, where a section opens up. But inside that section will be a super laser siege cannon that's sort of been increased in size. It's Ooh. not quite got the power of the Death Star, but it's certainly more than what they had for the Battle of Crete. And give it four or five shots from that sucker can blow up a planet. So from the outside, it just looks like a normal Star Destroyer. Interesting. I, I just want that one to be true for the Lego. Mm. <laughs> that would be sweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks so much, Rebecca. I'll talk to you Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. Steel, it sounded like she paid me a compliment, but I couldn't understand what was being said. Can you translate through disruption for me? Uh, do you want me to translate Australian? Uh, mm. Australian through a speaker disruption, yes. Excellent, excellent. I think she said the 13th Doctor is the best. Okay. Is the newest Doctor the 13th yeah, Doctor? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's pretty a big fan. I mean, I'm still a pretty big Peter Capaldi fan, but I also do like Jodie Whittaker a lot. So. I... um. I wrong. I know it's the wrong show, but that came up. I know it's it's like it's like bringing up sport. It just yeah. makes me itchy. Can it's I just, just as a as a, a bit of an idiot in the Star Wars universe? Has a star destroyer ever destroyed a star? <laughs> 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 like is that is that what they've called it? That or are they just aspiring? Well, there was like well, Laura Dern yeah. was destroyed into a star destroyer. All right. She's a star. Like that's the joke I was going for. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So then explain all your jokes because I don't get them. Yeah, I'm not. They, they, it wasn't a good joke because nobody else laughed at it either. So <laughs> everyone was that's like, "Not on you. That one's on me." Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. But they, you know, they've been called that for ages. That's so true. It's, you know, for a long time. Lot like for as long as they've been around. Yeah. Someone called them out a long time ago. Yeah. Were they like making it and went, man, these are gonna. Stars <laughs> like destroy them, and then they make them. And they're like, uh, do you think well, that you Lucas named it like, like same as like Star Wars, where it was like it's a, it's a destroyer, and it's in this, it's a star destroyer. Yeah. like it's just that that they just like threw star. Oh yeah, on they're every putting word star in front of. So it's like That's my theory. Do you want your star burger with your star chips? Yes, I would like <laughs> star fries. Yeah. No, I just think like the guy that built it was being like a like a. Adulting parent, do yeah. you know what I mean? It was oh, just like, yeah. "Hey, destroyer, you're a star." And he, <laughs> he like grabbed it on the cheek, which is that little force yeah. field thing on the side, and just went, "You're a star," and it just stuck. Yeah, and this destroyer does was a his, great job. Yeah. Was his name? And you're a superstar destroyer. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the final person that's on hold seven two four. Who are you, and where are you calling from? Hi, Steel. This is actually Jared, the Dark Jedi, from the Do Back Discussion podcast. How you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? I am doing well. Do you have a prediction to uh, unleash on the show? Yes, I do. Uh, appropriate for the panel you have on there. I'm hopping on, not necessarily hopping on the Raylo bandwagon, but saying Ray and Ben Solo are going to end up together by the end of episode nine, and we are going to be seeing... Ben Solo piloting the Millennium Falcon. Ooh. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it, man. All right. Um, thanks for that. Courtney's now on the ground foaming at the mouth. It's, uh, it's true. I just heard one voice from the darkness go, no. Who's going to pull up the fight? <laughs> 
that's true. I um co-piloting, the, maybe. Yeah, together. Yeah, he's a co-pilot. Wait, why is someone firing Chewie now? I, this yeah. whole thing is falling apart. Yeah, he can be a gunner. He'll be down. Then again, thing. like Lando flew the Falcon in Jedi, yeah. so like it's okay. Like maybe Ray's busy. Like maybe Ray's got other stuff going on. Someone needs why. to be a gunner, man. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. The uh, there, there is a lot of Raylo predictions, but adding the the like things like adding a little detail like and they'll fly the Millennium Falcon together. That's that's what wins your prediction contest, you guys. But uh, <laughs> thanks so much for that. That's a great one. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Nice. Good to hear the show. Cheers. Thanks. If anyone is uh, listening online and they want to call in, it is 646-668-8360. And uh, we will take your prediction. If anyone in the audience has a prediction, just go over and see the producer, Rashad. That's me. And Hi. we will uh, – I'll get through a few of the email ones from our patrons. Oh, steal. We got one. Okay. I'll, yeah. Whoa, everybody in the audience is lining up. Yeah. We'll, we'll mix it up. We'll mix okay. it up. It ain't no party like an audience prediction party because yeah. an audience <laughs> prediction party only goes till the line is done. Now we have to leave, leave Rashad's line in, so that makes sense. This is very complicated. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You were going to cut that out? That was gold. <laughs> or you can cut the thing out. That was gold, But you're editing it, aren't you? Star gold. Or steel. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> but very naive. Uh, David Roberts says, Hi, Steel. I hope you had a great Christmas and a new year. I did. My prediction that a large chunk of people respond to episode nine by saying JJ saved The Last Jedi because a lot of people will sign the second part of the trilogy much more understandable in the context of the whole trilogy. Now, that is a very hard prediction to quantify because Star Wars fans just don't agree. Ever since, I think from 1978, they decided, let's let's argue for the next uh, few decades. Yeah, I feel like the same people who hated Last Jedi for being too complicated hated uh, Jedi, Force Awakens for being too simplified. Like, I feel like there's no, like... Like they're the exact same people who hated it. They, they and they hated it for the same reason, and that's that there's a female lead in a black, like, black stormtrooper. But there's like no, that's the like. But if you follow the ancient prophecy of Goldilocks, yeah, this is what I'm. That's thinking. true. The third one they Perfect. should love. Just right. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think there's a degree of, and I don't I don't want to. I, I know I just kind of like painted the blanket brush of like everyone who hated it is a toxic fan. That's not what I really feel. But I do think that there's a certain contingent of fans that we're never going to actually get back. And like good riddance, as far as I'm concerned. But like there's a there's a certain group that that are never ever going to reconcile that the sequel trilogy is quality like it's it's always going to be just that no matter what happens in the next movie they've already written it off yeah i've been thinking about like box office you know people like um star wars explained in a video this week about the box office and if avengers will beat star wars and stuff and i'm i'm kind of like let avengers win like yeah, I I'm, yeah. I like there, there, there's enough Star Wars fans. Like I don't like this is surprising, and there are rumors on the internet like that that dispel this. But I don't actually get any money from Disney. Or how well the films do? Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't doesn't matter to me. I just like I've got my group of friends. We enjoy Star Wars, and like if like go watch. Thanos like be evil with his glove. That's They're cool. both like it's like one and two, isn't it? It's like they're so high. Everyone there's you're losing some fans from a mountain. How are you gonna yeah. notice? 
Yeah. I my my philosophy is I I would rather Star Wars just make I want Star Wars to make money enough to make there be more Star Wars mm. and that's all I care about. But like I feel like I actually almost don't want Star Wars to be the biggest money making thing out there because I feel like with that level of success comes a certain level of more scrutiny upon what's being done with it. And I would almost rather Star Wars be making enough money that they can like do more fun and interesting things with it once they get beyond this trilogy. Some indie, some indie Star Wars. Well, like talking about like, like the Kenobi movie. Like I want if they make the Kenobi movie. I don't want it to be a huge epic. I want it to be all set on most Eisley. I want mm-hmm. it to be way more stripped down, and like I, like I want that ability to do that. And I don't think that Disney would ever greenlight that if they're always making billions of dollars on yeah. every movie. Yeah, so it's like every Marvel movie is a epic, huge battle. Yeah, you just want one where it's like more lost in translation, where it's just Obi Wan. Yeah, exactly. That's in a hotel <laughs> room, kind of just trying to figure out his life. I want something more like like on like the Logan level. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. Like, no. I want like a Logan level of Star Wars. Yeah, which is yeah. Or like amazing. even Ant Man, if we can go with Marvel, like these yeah. movies are like fun and just they like, were really good. Yeah, yeah, they're high heisty. Which is kind of what Solo is, but then Solo has to at the end squeeze in that whole like this is the yeah. origin of the Empire and the rebellion yeah. and like all right guys, we were just having a great heist movie. Well, you could see Solo had a up and down production anyway. Two different yeah. directors. Or there's you know. A lot of voices. Paul Rudd as Ben Kenobi would be pretty interesting, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it would be really good. I like it. And he's still He'd got the Ant Man yeah, suit. He wouldn't age ever, so you could finally have an, an actor that plays him yeah. consistently yeah. for decades. Yeah. <laughs> he's timeless. He'd be the he? exact yeah. opposite of the, the <laughs> you and McGregor Al Guinness thing, where he aged way more in like four, 19 years than he should have. Well, if they're going to make the continuity fit together for Kenobi, I've been thinking about he has to. There has to be a scene where he's on Tatooine with one of those um, sun baking yeah. metal things to show why he aged so much. There's not I mean? enough sunscreen. Yeah, that's the problem. Or like he goes to Mus Mus Eisley and they're sold sun. out of sunscreen. He goes, "Oh well, I guess I'll never wear it." That's why he let Vader cut him down because he had a stage four melanoma. <laughs> Let me get that. Yeah. He's like, dude, I'm dead in three weeks. I don't care. Uh, let's go to our first in-audience prediction. Introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. Hello, Steel. This is David Spencer. David, uh, I like your Rose t-shirt. Thank you. Thank you. She's the best. Uh, so my prediction is, uh, and this is a, something that I really want to have happen. It's something I've been really hoping happened since I first found out that people didn't like The Last Jedi. Sometime in the lead up to episode 9, and this could very likely happen at something like Celebration, I predict there is going to be a conversation between Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams about their movies. I think seeing those two talk to each other about their movies would be so fascinating because I imagine all the talk of, well, Ryan Johnson ruined this thing that J.J. did and this and that. I imagine those two have such a huge appreciation for each other, and that's probably one of the best things that Lucasfilm can do to lead up to be able to say, hey, we're all on the same team, guys. We still, we all want a good movie. So It's a unified vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think just having that, you know, having being able to see fans, see uh, the, the creators talking about it and caring about it as much as fans care about it, that's, yeah. I want to have that happen. Nice. And how would this be, at Celebration? Or I don't know, maybe a panel at Celebration. At or your house, maybe? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, hey, guys, come over. Um, uh, so my address, JJ and Ryan, is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, it sounds like a perfect thing for uh, Star Wars Celebration. I mean, in 
or like uh, that that amazing the 40th anniversary conversations and conversations with the different generations was one of the coolest things that I've I've seen happen in in Star Wars fan community and and the Ryan Johnson has always been super accessible to people. JJ has been usually pr- really accessible to people. I, I'm honestly I'm surprised that it hasn't happened yet, based off of how much, especially those two guys, love talking about their movies and what they enjoy and what their thought process is. It's kind of amazing that it hasn't happened, in my opinion. I think we'll see more of that after they're they're done. I think like when they're no longer making Star Wars movies, or like when they're not like in the middle of making Star Wars movies, they might have that more of a thing. Like an actor's studio. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. there was. Um, I think it was on the Infinity War Blu-ray. They had all the Marvel or a bunch of Marvel directors like in a round table, and I didn't watch it because like I'm not into the films enough to want to watch that. But I was sort of like, oh, like I was jealous of Marvel fans. I'd like, I'd love, <laughs> like, imagine like getting like JJ Ryan, um, Irvin Kershner. We could. Like just reanimate him, um, <laughs> Richard Marquand. Well, that would just be George have Lucas. Of him, they shot previously, and they're going to re-edit it together to be one performance of him giving yeah. somebody in this in this future setting. Or even better, you have like JJ and Ryan. They have a roundtable, and then there's a roundtable of like all the fired directors. Oh. <laughs> just like a little kiddies table off to the side. <laughs> Uh, excellent prediction, David. Appreciate it. See, I would actually like to hear from Lord and Miller and then nothing from Colin Trevorrow. So if, can we make yeah. that happen somehow? Can we make like, that the way it works? <laughs> yeah. You know, there is a very good chance that prediction will come true, I think. I don't know if anyone's familiar with the DGA podcast. That's the Directors Guild of America. A little inside uh, information for you guys. Yeah. Uh, but they have, usually when there's kind of big screenings happening in L.A., they have a director... Uh, come and do a Q&A by another director. So Ryan That's a question and answer, that. everyone, for yeah. not in show business. Sorry, so. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so that's very possible that they would do something like that. I like that you just explained a Q&A to people who are lining up for a Q&A. <laughs> <clears throat> I was more just making fun of Rashad. But uh, <laughs> the uh, let's go to Michael Nip's prediction. There will be a Return of the Jedi moment. That's just enough for me. I, yeah. just, I don't even know what he's referencing. You mean but... Green Lightsaber? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course it goes. It will be a Return of the Jedi moment as the Knights of Ren are successfully striking down Rey and we will see Kylo start to become conflicted and turn on his own knights to save Rey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It could be a little bit derivative of of Return of the Jedi, but... And and Last Jedi. That's what what happened in the smoke scene. It all rhymes, though. It's true. It's all poem. Ring all theory. Poem. Ring theory. Poem. Return of the Last Jedi. Mm. Okay. King Tom Chansky, who we adore. A simple prediction for 2019. Episode 9 will feature a scene where Finn is running towards a ship only to have that ship destroyed from above <laughs> as he steps away from it by either TIE fighters or local security forces chasing right after him. I never realized how much that happens to him. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, poor Finn. When, give him a ship. Well, I don't know if it's just because you're here and it's in my head, but when uh, they he said that Finn would be running towards a ship, I thought he'd be running towards like Ray and Kylo kissing. <laughs> <laughs> running towards it. And then they'll be shot by a tie fighter yeah. and killed. <laughs> 
probably just because I And he'll care. run over to, to Poe and make another ship. Yeah, yeah, got it. Ooh, love it. Emmanuel Blocus. Ooh, I uh, butchered your surname there, but it is uh, Emmanuel is a delightful name. By the time episode nine is one third of the way through its runtime, one third, Kylo Ren will be dethroned as supreme leader of the First Order. I see. I, I can. I can see that happening yeah. uh, because quite Hux's like final shot in the Last Jedi is him being like. Son, you hear crying on the floor. You ain't going to last a day here. So I think there's going to be a coup somewhere in the movie. Not sure in the first third, but Hux is definitely going to be like... Yeah. And some of the new characters are probably bad guys. I am... That's a fascinating... Th- the f- Yeah, one third in. I'm not sure about. But um, so close. So- so close to the movie, I'm imagining in my head that must be true, <laughs> and 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 also assuming things about films has never gone wrong for any Star Wars fan ever. Mm. Excellent, Emmanuel. Uh, let's go to our next uh, in studio prediction. Who are you, and where are you talking from? Hello, my name is Ian. I'm from San Diego. Nice, Ian. It's good to have you back at the podcast. Yeah, What's your prediction, love being man? Here. Um, I, you know, I had this in my mind as a prediction, and then when I got up here, I was like, maybe this is just something I really want to happen. Um, as opposed that's the to all of the other ones, right? Yeah, yeah right. you know. Um, but I, I think that we're gonna get uh, a big old space battle in episode nine, and we're going to have a savior fleet jump in to save the resistance from something headed by Lando. But I think this is gonna be the opportunity where they're just gonna jam in all the Easter eggs and like all the, you know, that we're going to see the Corvus jump in from, from Battlefront 2 and we're going to see the ghost in there and just all the, all because we've loosely connected the animated series and the, the live action stuff and all these other stories. And I think this is going to be like the, the big hurrah moment where we get, this is, this is the fan service moment right here. And I think that's where it's going to be. And I think Lando's going to spearhead it. I love that prediction. (laughs) And I I so hope for it because like, I want that, like when I was a little kid and I'd watch professional wrestling, it was my favorite thing was when a good guy was in trouble and then, like, another good guy or a bad guy turned good would run in and save the day. And I just thought that was, like, cool. And I, I think that's sort of one of what I take out of Star Wars is it's about, like, helping your friends out when they're in trouble. Like, right. that sort of, you know, happens so much, you know, during the movies. And to have, like, a fleet headed by Lando and, and you know, Wedge... He, he, he could be there as well. Yeah, he's kicking around somewhere. And and I want, like, I want Gungans. I want Ewoks. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. want, I want everyone that's, like, everyone they've met through the whole thing. There can be, like, like clone troopers gone good. There can be reprogrammed battle droids. And Thrawn and Ezra are coming in on one of those space whales. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I... I'm not a super fan of the space. What are the space whales called? Uh, Purgle? Purgle, that's it. I'm not such a huge fan of them, but I am fascinated to see them in live action. (laughs) I I, I, I do want to see that effect. I do want to see that effect. Excellent prediction. Thank you. And I I wish you well in in the contest. (laughs) Uh, You can see Ben Mendelsohn walking up with his cape blowing behind him as he's trying to get into (sighs) it. Thank you. Uh, Our good friend, the rural farm boy, predicts 
Uh, he says, I aren't really much for making predictions, but I'll give it a go. No Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. No. Mm. A hot take. <laughs> a hot prediction take. Yeah. I hope it's true. I hope it's true too. Yeah. I hope it's true, but I can't imagine it happening. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I. There is a few I won't get too into because I know there's a few more uh, Boba Fett Mandalorian predictions. Fraser Baxter predicts, hope all is well. My prediction for Star Wars Episode Nine is that we will see Han, Luke and Leia reunited for a flashback scene using digital wizardry and getting Harrison Ford out of his plane to film a scene. <laughs> it may even include a young Ben Solo in it. Thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm in the middle on that one. I... Like, like people were so upset not to see the three of them back together again. And, you know, it didn't serve the story. And also we saw them together for three films. But I, I don't mind... I don't... I don't mind... Um, uh, I don't know. I just don't like the digitally... Like, yeah, gotcha. The use of yeah. recreation of that stuff. Maybe if it's like a behind-the-back shot or something or they walk by and it's like, you know... Baby Ben doing something, but them as I would almost even just want to cut away to like footage from the original trilogy, yeah. like a memory kind of thing. I don't like when they use the digital technology to bring dead actors back. I think that's just yeah, it's a weird thing for me. I'm not a fan. I'm already real iffy about this whole we're reconstructing a Leia storyline based on like found footage from yeah. the last movie. Like I don't want them to make it even worse and more right. Funny. Yeah. So, so what what would you like rather than do though? Honestly, I would have rather they open the new movie with Leia's funeral. I would rather it be like a big thing to begin the and story. And they show with. the funeral. And they show they show the funeral. God, and they make, what an uplifting story. No, but I think, I think they do. I think they make it an inspirational thing. Like they make it like a speech that like rallies the rebellion around it. Like she gave her life for this, and we're gonna we're gonna honor her. And like mm. I think it, I think I think it'd be better than the scene on the like in Last Jedi where what I thought they were doing it that way. I would have rather. I I would rather they just pay respect to Carrie and like make her character really really important without using old the old footage thing is really bugging me. I don't know. How many years is it going to be between this movie and the next one in in the in the universe time? Do you think it's rumored to be a year? I think Empire UK said that John Boyega said to them it was a year, but then John Boyega said I don't remember saying that at all. <laughs> but he didn't say it wasn't true either. Yeah. Because so, if there's, say, if it's five or seven or whatever, it's tons of stuff could have happened. So there's, there is like room for a layer narrative before she's gone. Yeah, I, I just like with the funeral because I, I thought of that. I just think it's sort of like um, not right because because we've got so much emotion about Carrie Fisher dying. To add that, I don't know. There's something that doesn't sit with me right with. Okay, it's I, 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 I think I'm very unpopular in this this opinion. I, I accept that, but I just for me, I would rather them do that than have digitally inserted Leia footage. You're yeah. trying to find a way to honor her, though, right? Like you want to? Yeah, I, I want. Up. I want like the like her legacy to be the opening of the movie, mm. and like like the resistance that we're seeing in the movie is like is Leia's legacy. Yeah, you don't want any weekend at Bernie's. Oh God! Right? But, oh God! Yeah. No. <laughs> but that's what the di ultimately that's what the digital yeah. I'm not, is. I'm not a fan of it. That's why. Yeah. 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 Like I think so, like I think the idea of it like yeah. officially being like Poe because like at the end of the end of Last Jedi was so much Poe taking on the mantle of like 
kind of being the new leader of the resistance. And I feel like if you still have Leia around, it's it's I hate to cross to another genre thing, but it's it's kind of like you can't have Harry Potter fight off Voldemort if Dumbledore is still there. Yeah. So I feel like it would have made more sense narratively to have her have died a hero's death, have her be this like this proud figure that we all remember, and then Poe has to take on that mantle. And that's like the idea of him being like, how do I lead where I don't even have Leia to consult with would be really interesting. Mm. What's well, each like an old member going in each episode, right? So Han in the first one, and then you lose old mate. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. And Chewie never gets a hug. No. <laughs> yeah. He got his hug in The Last Jedi. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brandon and Baker predicts the final episode nine trailer will premiere on the Disney Plus service. I don't think they'll do that because I feel like it will generate so much ill will from people. Yeah. Like, you got to pay for an ad. But, you know, even if they show it like, I just don't think it will work because you just can't keep things off YouTube. Like, I feel like it's a futile thing to not just put up because someone will just put it up, like cam footage or something like that. It's uh, it's 2019 and, and people love to upload. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, okay, that was Rebecca's one that she sent in. Raymond Lamb, who is a great listener in Hong Kong, who featured on an episode with me. Raymond's prediction is that there'll be no more arguments and we will have harmony. What a... Oh, good boy. Wow. Yeah. Oh, dream sweet, big. Bo- sweet boy. Yeah. yeah. That's a bold prediction. Very optimistic. And... Um, but, like, put that energy out there. We, we'll we'll yeah. say it and then we'll do it, right? Okay. Yeah. That's what bring, like, bringing vibes. balance to the force is about. This If this movie brings balance... Yeah, to, to the everything. Force <laughs> yeah, to everyone's <laughs> life. Yeah. It brings balance to Force Friday. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Steele. Hey, Meredith. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Nice. Okay. So I've got a. Should I go with my safe prediction or like my crazy prediction? Crazy prediction. Okay. So in the vein of Leia and uh, Kylo Ren, I think that uh, in Episode Nine. Kylo Ren will die, but his last moments are him reaching out to Leia through the Force. Ooh, interesting. I like that. <laughs> nice. I uh, that that is a, a a very good prediction. I like the predictions that get your mind churning and just like, ooh, that's something that could happen. Like, and that's that is part of the reason why I am glad they're keeping Leia present in the films. I'm not sure how much they're u- using the old footage to give her how much of a story arc they're giving her, or rather, mm-hmm. like just keeping her present that you'll just kind of see that she's there is because she never got that moment with her son. And there's, there's clearly, they've clearly been working towards something that there's something different between Kylo and Leia that clearly he hates the men in his life, but there's something different about Leia. And even if it's just like a subtle moment like that, I just want a moment where you know that there was this sort of connection there. There's is a different sort of connection between mother and son there. Mm. And it's nice because we've seen kind of like the father-son relationship mm-hmm. in Star Wars a lot. We haven't really gotten the importance of a like mother and child relationship really mm-hmm. before. So I just I really want that moment. And I would, I love that they obviously we didn't we couldn't predict what, uh, Carrie Fisher, but I do love that they saved that for Episode Nine because they knew how important that would be. Yeah, it's just it's awful that we can't see it come to fruition. Well, fully. she had said at one point that like she had been told that like. 
episode nine was going to be the layout, like like yeah. like the way that Han had Force Awakens and Luke had Last Jedi, and she was going to have this one. And so it is kind of a bummer that like I mean it's obviously horribly tragic we lost her to begin with, in general, but it's it's a shame because she worked so hard and like for so long, and so for her not to get her movie as her movie is a huge tragedy in that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad we at least got to see her, like, have that, like, relationship with Poe in The Last Jedi. But, yeah, it's definitely something that they were, like, building up to in night. Yeah, and I yeah. think, like, we will see the fruition of that. And I think, like, Leo will be used, like, hologram mode of some of her, mm. like, old scenes as opposed to just, like, her just digitally just there and work around her, too. So Yeah, hologram's the best way to go, right? Princess so. Leia is one of my favorite holograms. She's the OG. Yeah. yeah. Like that moment with Kylo and Leia in The Last Jedi, that was so good. So good. So, yeah, I, it's, it's an, I, I hope you're in the finals at the end of the year, Meredith. I'm, uh, I'm there. I hope so too. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Meredith. I appreciate no that. Uh, Morgan Rimmer says Millie Bobby Brown of Stranger Things will be announced as part of the cast for the Cassian Andor TV series and she'll be playing a cameo as young Leia uh, during the inception of the Rebel Alliance. So that is... Um, I like it. I like it when they just there's no confusion about that prediction. Airtight. Airtight prediction. That's the only other like only way of having another actor play Leia that I'd be okay with is someone playing her at a different point in life, like an yeah. early version exactly. of her or possibly in between if they did like a series, a TV series that was live action set between the classic trilogy and the sequel trilogy if they had like somebody playing her on TV in that period, maybe. But even that, I'd still would rather just have a child and that'd be it. What about if they just only used the CGI from Rogue One and she <laughs> answers everything with just hope? hope. <laughs> I'd be into it. <laughs> Nice. Uh, Zachary Shenning predicts that there will be a heartfelt. You might want to brace for this one. There will be a heartfelt and memorable scene with Kylo Ren and Chewbacca. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Where Chewbacca kills Kylo Ren. He rips out his heart. Yeah. And rips his arm, he rips his arms off and then yeah. makes a bowcaster out of them. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. Kylo Ren. She was a book is known to do that. So. Yeah. Kylo bowcaster. I was about to say something like really creepy. I'm like, can I just have his arms? That'd be great. <laughs> That's too creepy. Yeah. Uh, the mysterious. <laughs> the mysterious. My favorite part about it is that you followed up with it. Would that be creepy? If I asked to keep a man's arms, would that be creepy? <laughs> Just his arms. Just need some hugs. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. Oh! Hey. There it is. I, but to your credit, it's probably the least creepy part to keep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? So. Is it? No, nothing is We're the going least with creepy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, can't I think it's just all creepy. Do you have yeah. this deal in the works? Are you trying to, like. No, it's fine. I don't worry about it. It's good here. Uh, I have an NDA. I can't talk about it. The mysterious Sizzle Dizzle predicts that the Cassian Andor show will be named Rebel Scum. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Robbo, uh, my buddy Robbo that does the Patreon show, the Robbo Report with me in New Jersey, predicts that the First Order will not be completely defeated at the end of Episode 9. 
And his son, Robbo Jr., predicts that the good guys will win by stealing something powerful from the First Order and using it against them. Maybe the Star Destroyer that Rebecca predicted. Mm-hmm. That could Maybe be Kylo a- Ren. <laughs> Maybe Kylo Ren's arms. Oh yeah, still holding the lightsaber, and they're just like they they use it as like a lightsaber extender. Yeah, the arms race is just get really getting out of hand at this point. Oh, I mean, it's about time someone lost an arm, right? Yeah, have we had that? We don't think we've had that yet in the new trilogy. Unless I'm totally forgetting about something. No one's lost any limbs. Yeah, no one's lost limbs. Phasma no. might have. No, yeah, Uncar no. Plutt did in a. Bonus scene and a deleted scene. Yeah, that's true. Because right. Unkar Plutt is the true Skywalker right. of uh, the sequel He's, trilogy. He is the chosen one. Yes. Uh, Nate Presento predicts that Finn will be the one to say, "I have a fa- oh, I have a bad feeling about this in Episode Nine. Say, mm-hmm. so, uh, Kyle Delaney predicts in Episode Nine at least one of the Jedi students that fled with Kylo Ren will play a major role in the movie. There's a lot of, a lot of talk about Felicity, Kerry Russell being a Knights of Ren. What, what, what do you know about that? I mean, I don't know anything about it, but I, I really like the idea um, because it's, it's very much insinuated that uh, some of Luke's students kind of left with Kylo. Well, it is, it's said, it's not just insinuated, but if they became some of the Knights of Ren or all of the Knights of Ren, I really love that idea. So if Carrie was part of that or any of the new cast members, if Matt Smith was part of that, I'd be totally down. Yeah, they, they, they all, I don't know, they just seem too old. I, I just picture them all sort of being like around like Beverly Hills 90210 age or something. Like, do you know what I mean? They all so, have really good hair. I'm imagining them, I'm actually going on the other side where I don't know if they think they're going to be villains. I think they might be some of the allies from the Outer Rim that have gotten the signal now that like that's like, kind of uh, getting boosted. Okay. That's my theory about them. Because I, I know a lot of people, there was that theory that Matt Smith was playing like a young Palpatine clone or whatever. And I was like, I don't yeah. want, uh, please don't. Let's not, let's not. Yeah, let's not, let's not clone people. Let's not clone people. Uh, Rowan Strand from New Zealand predicts that Leia is in the closing shot of episode 9 and Luke's Return of the Jedi green lightsaber continues to be absent from present day storyline in the new trilogy leaving allowance for flashbacks so very Interesting. I don't know about doubling down with the, the double prediction there, but uh, layer in the last shot of episode nine, I kind of like. I kind of like. That's that's an interesting thing. What will be the last shot? Like, please. I think it'll probably be the the black sweep coming in and the credits rolling. That's what I <laughs> I think it would say written and directed by J.J. Abrams, and then it's about as you're good of a prediction as the resistance is going to yeah, win. Yeah. I think mm. me and you are the final. The yeah. You guys are pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I. It would just make my it'd make it all worthwhile just watching these movies for so long if the final scene includes in the corner Lando clapping. Just to have that <laughs> synergy from Return of the Jedi, that would be fantastic. Catherine Neen chimes in from Melbourne, Australia, one of our longtime listeners. I predict that Kylo will turn away from the dark side. Oh, just got to fan myself. <laughs> this is good. Ooh. This is real good. Oh, wow. I predict that Kylo will turn away from the dark side in a battle 
he will need a lightsaber. R2-D2 will roll up and shoot Luke's green lightsaber towards him. She really knows the audience here. Yeah. Clearly. Someone knows how to get her email read on the air. Oh, my God. That is... uh, that is fantastic. That would be amazing. I would, um, I would love that. See, I'm here for basically that same thing, but I want Obi Wan's lightsaber because I want them to recognize that, like, who Ben's namesake is. Mm-hmm. So either with, like, be like, hey, here's Ben Kenobi's lightsaber, or like, this is a little too repetitive, so I don't see them doing this. But with have having uh, Kylo see Leia's hologram, the help me Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. And I think that would be like a really touching moment. I wish you said, help me Ben Kenobi, you're my only hope, just because it would be a little more on the nose there. But I just want them to acknowledge that his namesake is Obi-Wan. Ah, yeah. Interesting. Oh, my God. I just – give me a green lightsaber. Come on. Come on, please. <laughs> Uh, Matthew Thurban, Thurbo says in episode nine, we'll never find out how Maz Kanata came in the possession of Luke's lightsaber. JJ will overlook this just like the Leah Chewbacca hug in The Force Awakens and the story will have to be told via books or comics. I don't I don't see that as a negative thing if it's not ex- – that's not something I, I'm desperately needing. Do uh, – I mean we – I'm not sure if anyone knows like the original scene for that because they had a flashback of how Maz got the saber originally in The Force Awakens. It was in one of the scripts. Yeah, you know didn't that? it like – because it's, I love it. It's hilarious. Run is that all of the Knights of Ren are sitting around a campfire making s'mores. Not really, but they're around a campfire. And Maz just sneaks up and takes the saber from Kylo and runs. That's the whole story. Wow. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that's actually, that was she's, in one of the drafts. That was supposed to be in the, she's a wild the force dog. back in The Force Awakens of the Knights of Ren just chilling, making s'mores. And Maz is like... Here we go. Wait, then how did the Knights of Friend get the lightsaber? Like, we don't that's know that. The, and no. that's like that's my we thing. Know, is like, Maz got it. Yeah. I'm with you as far as obviously like, they're probably going to change that. Yeah, my, I'm with you though. Is like I don't need them to explain that. Not only in the movie, but ever. Like I don't need it ever. Like if there's one thing that I think Star Wars could learn from the prequels is that you don't need to tie up every mm. single individual Myst- possible threat. Bit of mystery is good. Yeah, a little bit. I, I like I like Maz saying that's a story from another time and then never telling that story. I want to see like Lord of the. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Rings, whether you see where the ring goes for the whole time, Luke's lightsaber, just where it's been every single moment up until the point where someone grabs it and you're like, yes. And the person who grabs it is fucking Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> Who's my, Snoke? Yeah, my precious. That's yeah. right. That's how he gets so powerful. He Circles that complete, everyone's heads explode, credits, done. I had never heard that. Like I heard the one where it they, they showed it like land on a planet and someone picked it up. They they showed a timeline of it. I'd never heard that Knights of Ren one. But it does fit in because in some original like some un like some raw photos of that Knights of Ren scene, 
Kylo Ren has got that lightsaber in yeah. his hand. Yep. And it got photoshopped and it changed. I had so, always heard that it just like the hand holding the saber was tumbling through space. That was like a rumored early draft. That was the original something. opening to The Force Awakens. It was, yeah, was that tumbling through space, which again, good decisions were made in not yeah. having that. Yeah. I, like, I, I that, that just sounds ridiculous, but I wish it sort of happened so they could bring out like a really expensive prop replica of Luke's hand. Oh, that would be so sick. A little frosty, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Uh, okay, Dante DeMille, he already predicted. I should, um, yeah, if anyone wants to come up and do a prediction, that is all good. Um, Marina Costa predicts that both Leia and Kylo survive episode nine. I think that one... That's my dream, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a good chance. I, I kind of feel like Leia will. I, I, I just I just think it's it's a bit much to like yeah it's just I feel like yeah I feel like it probably wouldn't especially after the whole thing with the ship exploding in episode eight I think that like having I think knowing that gut reaction that the audience had to that moment I don't think that JJ would push that limit limit again I don't think she'll die either. Mm. Uh, Gary Molesbury from Tulsa predicts. Ooh. I think there'll be no redemption for Kylo Ren and he will be killed in the climactic battle. Mm. I disagree. <laughs> Here's the thing. If if Ryan Johnson was making this movie, I would agree with that. But with JJ, I don't agree with that. I like I disagree with that. Ryan loves Kylo so much. And he's even mm. uh, like gone on record saying, like, what's the point of learning about like Kylo's uh conflict if all you're going to do is kill him at the end. Like that's an exact quote from Ryan. Well, I don't mean him necessarily killing him, but I just don't know if Ryan's is as much of a like redemption story specific kind of thing. I'm like, I will to... completely disagree. Okay, with that. I think I think yeah. Ryan's a redemption stand. I guess what I'm thinking more of is like I think that like with JJ, and this is so maybe unfair, but I think of JJ as someone that I'm more likely to think of something be more predictable from, mm-hmm. whereas from, from Ryan, like what I learned from okay, Last Jedi is I can't expect anything yeah. coming into this. Breaking all the rules. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, Adam Driver actually had, like, a quote that came out today, actually, that was about him knowing Kylo's fate since the first movie. What? So Yeah. Yeah, was, that, was, that was really actually interesting. Actually, the fate of the Furious, as it turned out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So he, yeah, That was a good one. Clearly, <laughs> they kind of have had an idea for at least his character the entire time, and he's like, I've known since the beginning where we were going, so. What a... He, what a scintillating quote. He sort of said, like, it's been helpful to know where we're going to end up. Yeah. I was like, oh, I re- I, I'm sure you did as well. Just reread that quote again. It's like, what, what more can I get out of this? Yeah. Like, but uh, very good. Gideon from Melbourne says, my prediction for episode nine is that Ray and Kylo will learn to use their force bond and their final confrontation will be an astral plane mind battle a la Professor X or Doctor Strange. I kind of love it. Wow. That would be a bold move. That would be a bold move. Because I know a lot of people didn't like like the whole Luke Skywalker not being their thing. They, they, they feel it's like some sort of... Oh, I love that, but I don't like the, the force battle idea. Yeah. Well, that... They, yeah, like that becomes like who do they just one loses and they both wake up and they're like next time. <laughs> if you die in the forest, you then die in the <laughs> <way."> <laughs> yeah. 
Just like one little trail of blood coming from the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alex Maxwell predicts that Matt Smith is playing a young clone or revived Palpatine in episode nine. Well, we know how I feel about that based on earlier in this conversation. (laughs) Which is, you know, that's a rumor that's getting floated about. Just to revisit the thing with Kylo real quick while you're looking up another email. I think that like thinking about it, I do think it'd be more interesting of a story if he's redeemed but has to live with the consequences of what he did as yeah. Kylo. If he if he kind of does come back to the light and is Ben Solo, but always has to live with like the like guilt of what he's yeah. been part and of. And both yeah. of his arms are missing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what it and is. We know where they're at. Yeah, because well, like clearly this is this is Ryan's a topic trilogy. I can yeah. talk a lot about. No arms. But because a lot of this conflict in the sequel trilogy is because Vader didn't live. I think the proper solution is like having to deal or like Kylo as his character. What happens after that? Mm -hmm. How do you get the galaxy to really believe you've changed? Because a lot of this conflict, like I said, is because Vader died and no one believed what Luke said. Either no one cared because Leia and what we've learned, she was basically like ousted from the Senate because they found out she was Vader's daughter. And Kylo never really knew Vader was his grandfather until much later in life and didn't really know that full, couldn't hear that redemption arc like firsthand. Mm. So I really think that the living through it and having to deal with those consequences could possibly lead to a more permanent solution because Vader's death and no one really knowing that redemption story besides one person who believed it, it kind of spiraled out of control. Really needed uh, Anakin Force Ghost to do a podcast <laughs> about really what he'd do. been through. Yeah. Well, I hope he does a uh, appearance in episode nine. Uh, Jim Grote predicts fans have been trying to guess which Force Ghost will show up in episode nine besides Luke, which we know. Well, we don't know he's going to be a Force Ghost. We just know he's going to be in the film. Could be flashbacks. Mm. Uh, the usual suspects like Anakin, Obi-Wan and Yoda are mentioned. I predict a wild card, however. Oh, Force Ghost Han Solo. Uh, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, I mean, after the last movie, you, you never know. The rules are, there's no rules anymore. It could. People was like, I do not want it to change. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, and then he talks about how, you know, people want to see him all together again, which they do. But, uh, yeah, Force Ghost Han Solo. So We don't really know a lot about Force Ghost rules, do we, other than you've got to be a Jedi. Or and you used to be. You've yeah, you've got to be light side. Light side. Yeah, there's no dark. No. Yeah, and so Anakin got saved by Ben Kenobi and Yoda because he turned back last minute. But um, it's sort of established that like dark side people can't become Force ghosts, which is the irony because they want eternal life. Mm. But look, by looking for it, they can't get it. There are technicalities in the expanded sort of literature of Star Wars. Is that a canon or not canon? It's canon. Uh, there is a Sith artifact. It's a helmet in the Vader comic that's possessed by the spirit of an old Sith. All right. It's not technically like a ghost. It's kind of so just, you can have force evil corrupted Sith items. I don't know. It's not explained. Yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, and Coder, which isn't necessarily canon anymore, but right. in the game, there was a definitely like when you went to like the tombs. Yeah, there right. was definitely Sith ghosts of in right. like Sith tombs or whatever, but. It's also a video game. That's like that's scary to fight a ghost in a tomb. So yeah, <laughs> it's 
horrifying. Yeah, pretty much. It's actually turned me off the game forever, just hearing about it. <laughs> I, I, I can't deal. Uh, Dom Legaspi in San Francisco predicts that episode nine will contain a surprising cameo of a prequel character. And then he doubles down with this one, and it will be something that Jason Ward did not report beforehand. Ooh. Which I enjoy because he's very arrogant to sit next to when his predictions come true in the film. <laughs> Joshua Harris predicts Gungans will be seen in 2019. Oh, and that rhymes? I love it. <laughs> I like that one because it's sort of like vague but precise. But like We'd, seen where? In new content. Not just right. like in your yeah, like in your dreams. Yeah. Or just in an old poster or something yeah. like that. In new content, I think we'll take that as. Uh same content couldn't make it to the show tonight. I know that was part of the uh promotions, but content? No, that's my credit. Oh fair. Yeah, yeah. Is that I'm from like, you know, I'm from content. That's where I'm from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Somebody said I hope content is here tonight, so I thought that was I was playing off that joke. <gasps> oh, it's also what many people predicted my son would be called. So, uh, yes. Yeah. Content Saunders. Con- no, they wanted um, his full name to be Content Sizzle Saunders, which is um, maybe for the daughter. Who knows? Yeah. Scott Mock says, Good afternoon, Steel. I have an episode nine prediction regarding Kylo Ren. Following his humiliation on Crate, Kylo has retreated from public eye as the new supreme leader. He keeps to his throne room and wears his own metallic bathrobe, essentially going from a Darth Vader cosplayer at the beginning of the trilogy to a Snoke cosplayer. He changes his name from Kylo to Shiloh Ren. <laughs> Boom. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We've got one from Peter Scaretta from Slash Film. Star Wars Episode Nine will begin with a lightsaber fight between Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia. That's a crazy one. I have no idea. Really good odds. (laughs) But if, they're right, if that person's right, that's the winning yeah, that's prediction. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he also, he was the one that tweeted about if you want clues about episode nine, check out the Visual Dictionary, which you... I did a whole podcast. Yeah, so you should, be, you should be batting for him. All right, I am. I'm a, for you, man. Is this insider trading? I don't know. Insider predicting. Insider predicting, mm. right? Could be. Real serious. Hey, disqualify no, this person from winning if that's a there pri- There's no prizes here. There's no one's getting. Is is a winner get a thing? There could be a couple of t-shirts involved. All right. Okay. You know. So you, there's there's a bit of skin in the game here. Pride and accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. And Courtney has offered up one of Kylo's arms for the prize as well. So nice. that's good. Uh, Jermaine from io9 predicts. I believe that parts of season two of Resistance will act as a pseudo episode nine prequel and show the Resistance after the Battle of Crate. Oh, so there's that that like uh, Marvel does it with um, Agents of Marvel, where they thread in the show with each movie, which is pretty. They they did it for a while until there was like a huge schism between the TV Marvel company and the cinematic Marvel company. Yeah, and right. They kind of got a lot less good with it. Yeah, like, like all they did for this past one, we go Thanos is attacking New York right now, and that's all they did was like mention it, and they like didn't like, nobody got dusted or no, anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. None of them got dusted. That's really yeah. really crazy odds. They're all 
just there. I would love for that prediction to come true, but I, I, I kind of feel like they shy away from it because it's so hard because the films are so like always changing and evolving to tie in like, with another thing. Yeah, that it's sort of then you're sort of locked in and then like the continuity's off and, and people go crazy it on the internet because it's got to all match up and stuff. So I would I would applaud. I would I would applaud, but I hope it happens, but I don't have high hopes. I think it depends on how much time has passed between mm. the two movies. Like I think if it's been several years, yes, it probably will be set in between that time period. If it's been one year, probably not. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Shatara predicts that the Weiss and Benioff will be let go from their unknown project or it will be dropped. And then she chimes in, and I think you'll appreciate this, this is more of a hope than a prediction. So, uh, I don't know, are people excited for the Game of Thrones guys to make a Star Wars film? Yeah. Okay, nice, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm more like Ryan Johnson looking forward to, but, you know, I'm open, especially if they go back to like a medieval, you know, sort of um, Knights of the Old Republic time. That oh, that'd be very, very Yeah, I want it to be, if I if it's not connected at all, I'd be happy with Get it. Get a real fresh one. Get a freshie. Uh, I'm less excited than the crowd is, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like a lot of that show gets, they get credit for it, and I feel like a lot of the stuff that's like the best of that show is from the books and not from them creating it. So I'm curious to see what they'll do with it if they don't have like an actual like source guide to follow through. Do you know what they're going to do? They're going to take Game of Thrones and just CGI a lightsaber where anyone's got a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure someone's already done it on YouTube. But um, oh, we've got an audio prediction here. I will let this guy do the talking. Sweet. What is up, Joke General Steelers and everyone listening to Steel Wars? It's Johnny Grosso here, and I am bringing you the greatest prediction of all time. Bring the glory to me. Because it's true. You know it in your bones. Ray is a Skywalker. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I will actually be mad at JJ if he does that. Oh, I'll be furious. If, yeah. if he undoes that awesome move that Ryan made, like, I'll be really annoyed with it. Mm. I will talk about it later when I do my prediction. But, uh, yeah. From the Blue Harvest podcast, we have got Hawes Burkhart. His prediction for Star Wars in 2019 is that episode 9 will contain a plot element of some sort that will leave the door open for further Star Wars episodes post the Skywalker saga. I kind of hope they don't do that. Because I feel like like later on you can just add on like something. But I, I kind of I kind of want my clapping Lando ending. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't want, want the I don't want the sand to rise at the end, you know, like like Justice League, whatever that film was, yeah. Batman versus Superman. I don't I don't want to see no sand rising. Keep your sand oh, you, on the ground. You want a you want a clean break. You don't want a oh what if the yeah I I, I kind of want like seven year old kids to walk out going the galaxy saved that yeah. was awesome that was yeah, dope I agree. yeah 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 I think if we want if we're gonna have another trilogy after this one that's actually in this continuity i want it to be similar to this where i want it to be like a generation later and it's yeah. a whole new story as opposed to being like that this story is still going on and we're stuck with it for yeah. longer well i always like when 
they did the big Force Awakens panel at Star Wars Celebration and, you know, Daisy and John Boyega were out on the stage and they brought out like the legacies, you know, um, Hamill and, and Carrie Fisher. I always had this thing of like, are they looking at them going, oh my God, that's going to be me in 30 years coming back to do that. So I always thought they'd and be really cool. Yes, <laughs> Absolutely. And I can't, like I sort of, are deliciously hoping that then people complain about how those ca- oh they they ruin Ray, yeah. do you know what I mean? They they yeah. ruin Ray like <laughs> they, there's too much focus on Quasar Seven, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, it's just like every generation does the same thing. Yeah, the new ones never good enough. Blah blah. blah. But when I was talking about that kid, I, in my head I was picturing like a little seven-year-old coming out and going, it's all, it's, you know, they saved, you know, the galaxy, it's all good now. And then in the background they can hear a, a girl cosplaying as Luke Skywalker going, I told you, the Resistance won, yes. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> He's referencing me. <laughs> uh, They're my arms, I got them fair and square. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be at uh, the El Capitan, guys, for if you want to witness that happen. You've got them, like, over your back, like a pair of cross swords. Like, Here you go. Like, 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 Bam. Lewis Johnson predicts one more A Star Wars Story film will be announced at Celebration, thus completing a trilogy of A Star Wars Story films, and I'm going to push the boat out and say it'll be a Konomi film in response to the fan rumblings last year. Uh, I feel like it's reaching, but it's within the realm of possibility after... I feel it's reaching, but it's within the realm of possibility after Ewan did Christopher Robin with Disney a few months ago. I find it hard to believe that the potential of an Obi-Wan film wouldn't have been mentioned to him then. I feel like it's been mentioned to him (laughs) in private many, many times. I love the idea that it would never have come up if he hadn't done Christopher Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, while we have you here... It's the whole reason. Have you ever thought about playing Obi-Wan again? Just, Just wild thought. No, because no, not the, when he came in to record audio for Force Awakens. Yeah. No, but when he comes in to make a different movie. No, the only person bold enough to ask him was Pooh Bear. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Robin. It was one of my favorite oh. memes last year, if you saw that, where it was like him talking to Pooh, and he's like, hello there. And Pooh's like General Kenobi with like four <laughs> arms with the lightsabers. <laughs> I was more a fan of, of, of Pooh up on the counter saying, it's over, I have the high yeah. ground. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, Neil Dodsworth says, so the first page of the How to Be a Jedi Penguin books Ray got from the tree. What the hell? So the first page of the How to Be a I Jedi. I first heard that as How to Be a Jedi Penguin. And I'm like, mm. I want these books. I want to be, <laughs> I want to be a Jedi Penguin. That's oh my God. No, he's talking about penguin books. Oh, penguin books. Yeah, okay, yeah. I heard the same thing. Yeah. That's the I think note. he's being a bit facetious okay. in the start. But I have to say, in one of the Patreon Q&As I did this week, there's a Jedi, I can't remember his name, but I will memorize it, in the EU that's like a rabbit crossed with a cat. And he's a Jedi. And he has paws. And he holds a lightsaber. So mm-hmm. I have to do a lot more research because it sounds like this character's been specifically tailored for me. I don't know what color the lightsaber is yet, but <laughs> fingers crossed. So, the first page of the How to Be a Jedi Penguin book Ray got from the tree contain a note in the margin from Luke explaining his favorite hide and seek location. Okay, I see where this is going now. Ray will find him alive, but locked in his X Wing after he forgot he left the keys when he forced teleported there as a joke. 
<laughs> the caretakers know he's there, but have enjoy- been enjoying the peace and quiet for months. <laughs> Think you're in with a chance, Neil. <laughs> Excellent. I'm very committed. The thing now. <laughs> oh Sometimes you just want something so ridiculous that you yeah. just sit back and you're like, I'm in for a good time. Yeah. This is like so I mean, ridiculous. there was probably somebody sitting around before Last Jedi. Like I really hope that Luke flat out drinks milk from the the teat of a creature <laughs> in the middle of this movie, and they got they got their wish. Yeah. So that is one. Hell we of all said they were crazy, and they were 100 percent right. <laughs> but it is funny. Like it'd be a super. Because a lot of people's predictions about these new movies, and I am like very guilty of this, are just something happening again. Like when we found out there was that uh, the X-Wing was in the water, I was like, it's going to be so good when he levitates it out and gets in it. Like because now he knows how to do it. Like all my wishes were like just things happening again. But I love that someone's like, oh, I'd love it if Luke drank milk again. <laughs> and then he sees the film like, not like that, no! <laughs> Careful what you wish for. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's more mad that it's green and not blue, though. That's what he's actually angry uh, about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, just see, I don't see colour, I just see milk. Uh, Dan Pembleton says, Captain Phasma is still alive and will return as a Darth Vader General Grievous type character. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, Nick Oithia predicts Kylo Ren will declare his love for Rey early in Episode 9. Rey will refuse him. Throughout the film, he will be tortured by his unrecredited love, lashing out, falling deeper into the dark side. The end of the film will involve him letting go of his love that he cannot have. (laughs) For those listening to the audio version, big frown from Courtney, big frown. Uh, Thompson McKenzie says... Uh, Thompson McKenzie from Ontario, Canada. My prediction for Star Wars in 2019 relates to Episode 9 and it is that Kylo Ren will directly encounter, interact with some type of Force being. X, not traditional Force ghosts or some, like... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Example, traditional Force ghosts or some type of new sentient manifestation. Oh yeah, I think Luke is probably going to be like the main like his force ghostness is going to like mainly be in contact with Kylo doing Harrison and Ford impressions. That's <laughs> my dream. Well, Mark Hamill's the man to do it. Yeah. Uh Josh Chapman from Melbourne and he does say here Josh Chapman from Melbourne a previous grand finalist. But enough sports talk. My prediction is <laughs> Ep- oh, this is brutal. Episode 9 will see the on-screen deaths of R2-D2 and C-3PO. Take that back. You put that back in the bottle. That is a tough one. I you hope sit in the corner and feel bad about, about feel yourself, sad. Josh Chapman. Not even about that. I just hope you feel sad in general. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Um, yeah, that is... That is something. And it's also kind of strategically bad because they can, like R2-D2 and C-3PO can be forever characters. You can market them forever. Yeah. Yeah. Max Palace from the Star Wars Post website says, the big reveal for the ending of this saga will be the origins of the Skywalker family. For example, Anakin's 
father. Ooh, I don't know about that one. It's going deep into the past when it seems like they're trying to go into the future. Would also make Shmi out to be a dirty liar. Because, you know, she said there was no father. And didn't we learn, like, in the comics very recently that it was Palpatine who created Anakin? It's more like... It's kind of like a open interpretation, but they like also the- hint at it in Revenge of the Sith where he's talking about his master, Plagueis, or whoever, and uh, they did some... Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yeah, we yeah know, they we did know the, some... We know the tragedy. They did some... That's more insider information for you guys. <laughs> uh, it's, it's more like they did some dark side mojo stuff and tried to create life. That's kind of what they hint at, and then... I think this is my interpretation that Anakin was the result of that kind of meddling around, but they didn't specifically think, oh, there's this woman, me Skywalker. So she just, it just happened to her. It was just fate that it, she became pregnant with this chosen one, this force dark side thing. So when Palpatine sees Anakin, He's kind of like, oh, it worked. I made nice. this. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you. Okay. Cool. I, so, in a way, kind of his father, but not direct. I don't know. I think it was more open to interpretation. Yeah. I feel like if it's in it the comic already, it probably won't be in the movie because I feel like it's something that was that. Like, I feel like if that big of a thing in the movie was was put forward as a comic pitch, yeah. they're like, uh, we're going to not do that. We're not going to publish that. Yeah. yeah. There's a specific panel that I think people are really clinging to where. They show Shmi pregnant, and there's like a red swirl where her stomach is, and Palpatine's like behind her, like whatever. So I think that's kind of where people really kind of clung on to that idea. Palps, you acted out that panel exceptionally well, Rashad. I'm a visual storyteller as well, very animated. Mm. I feel like I owe Marvel Comics seven dollars now or something just for you know reading your bootleg of the uh, scene. Uh, Gene Marie from uh, AnakinAndHisAngel.com, good buddy of the podcast. At the end of The Last Jedi, there are porgs in the Falcon who have nested there and with one in particular who has taken a liking to Chewie, which shows the redemption story in Star Wars, that they've forgiven him. That's it. Yeah. Hmm. Although it might be wishful thinking, I predict we will see Porgs in Episode Nine. Will they have as strong as a presence as they did in the last film? I don't think so. In fact, I expect there might be a new creature that will capture our attention. Please, I love new creatures that capture our attention. But I actually think it would make sense to see a porg or two pop up on screen considering the fact that they were last seen in the Falcon far from their home on Acto with a brand new family. You know where the porgs could be? With Lando and Wedge in that fleet and the Gungans and the Ewoks. That would be pretty- yeah. The problem, though, if you introduce porgs into a different ecosystem where they have no natural predators, you're just mm. going to cause ecological disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Forest moon of Endor is going to be overrun with porgs, and yeah. it's going to be real unfortunate. Dude, Wicket and Low Grain, that they would love yeah. to cook themselves up a few porgs. Yeah, it'd be an apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Working with what you're giving me. <laughs> Um, Adrian Cholly from the United Kingdom says it will be announced that the first film of the Ryan Johnson trilogy will release before the first from the Benioff and Wasp series does. 
So uh, that yeah, could... I think that's pretty safe because that was announced way before theirs was. So, mm. so I you're mean... trying to say Ryan shot first. Yeah, oh. I'm saying that. It's a reference from those films. Didn't we were get nearly about. the same reaction, so I'm saying the apocalypse is still on Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, that would be great. I, I I want this one just to be true, just so we get confirmation of when this Ryan Johnson movie is coming out. Because want it, want it, want it. So. Good luck, Adrian. Ken Knapsock, who was on our 2018 prediction wrap-up show from the Force Center podcast and Collider Jedi Council, predicts that in 2019, The Mandalorian will reveal that Boba Fett is alive, but we will not see him in the show yet. So that's also... That's insinuating that there could be a second series of The Mandalorian, which is, it's not part of the, but, you know, we won't hold you that one. But um, I, that's a tantalising one. It's a tantalising one. Do you, do you think, do you, do you think there'll be a Boba Fett mention in The Mandalorian? I, I think there'll for sure be a mention, but I don't think he'll actually be in the show. At least that's what I hope. Anti-Fett. I'm pretty anti-Fett. <laughs> okay. I'm not even as much anti-Fett as I am. I think Fett should have belonged exactly where he was and not been expanded upon yeah. ever again. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Leave the past yeah, kill, alone. Yeah, kill yeah. it if you have to. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You've had your fun, Fett. Let yeah. it go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, more, no more Fett for this Fett. Yeah. <laughs> or feet. Is it feet? I don't know how to say it. It's like, well, well. Um, I'm about to pass out from that. Uh, the guys from... All from all this feet? You're going to pass out from all this? You're going to get feet stroke? Excellent. Wow. <laughs> um, I love that. <laughs> wow. That, that was me. Oh, oh no. Uh, the guys from Blast Points podcast, excellent podcast you guys should check out. They just did an amazing Phantom Menace episode. Gabe predicts that episode nine ends with Ray and Kylo together training students at a new Jedi temple. That's my personal dream ending. Like, if I had a perfect scenario, that's it. Okay. All right. And Jason predicts episode nine contains many on-screen and surprising behind-the-scene links to the history of the entire saga. And we get our first real info on the post-episode nine cinematic Star Wars landscape at Celebration Chicago. Mm. I uh, We better get our first real info about episode nine cinematic stuff otherwise i'll be uh i'll be walking out of chicago in a huff all right we probably have... get a plane it's a long walk out of chicago sorry nothing i'm being an asshole <laughs> <laughs> that was the most dumb semantic joke i could make and i yeah. well it is this is going on the internet so it's the perfect oh, place for it good. all right we have got an audio prediction from our buddies at the star wars hey steel and steel wars audience this is dominic from the star wars underworld and this is Chris. And this is Ben. And here are our predictions for 2019 in Star Wars. And we wanted to make them, since we're the Star Wars Underworld, we wanted to make them all about the Mandalorian. And so our first prediction is that since Dave Filoni is involved, wolves will be featured in some way on the Mandalorian. <laughs> and the second prediction is that there's going to be some type of reference to a Pittsburgh sports team. And our third prediction is that Rhoda the Hutt will show up. And as a special bonus, Filoni prediction. Sorry, there's only one prediction per person, you guys. So uh, we can't have that. Okay. 
Ahsoka will show up as well, just because she always does. <laughs> it's more of a a natural occurrence. But um, Chris, who you actually did that one of those predictions from the Star Wars Underworld. What, what do you mean by a Pittsburgh? Well, in the Clone Wars, there was uh, Goldie the droid, which is a reference to the Pittsburgh Steelers and his colors. Ah. And uh, Filoni is also a huge fan of the Pittsburgh Penguins as well. So my prediction is that there's going to be just some type of character or droid or something that Maybe has... Maybe a Force Penguin? <gasps> or a, or force Jedi, penguin. a Jedi Penguin? You guys just want penguins. That's, that's a genuine. <laughs> yeah, so that's my prediction. There's just going to be some reference to the penguins or the Steelers or maybe the pirates. It's all the same colors. Interesting. Okay. I, I, I normally fight Star Wars uh, sports references because sport. But um, <laughs> I'm with you. And uh, Star Wars Underworld, to uh, check that out, to they cover Star Wars news every week. It's a great podcast. One of my faves. So thank you, Christopher. Thank you. Andy Campbell at Celebration. The Ryan Johnson trilogy will be officially detailed, please. And it will be about a group of smugglers who help take the fight against an evil crime syndicate, which also may include a new young Jedi as the main protagonist. That is interesting. I, whatever Ryan Johnson does... Plenty of force. Yeah. I want it to be him like dabbling with the force heavily. Force heavy. Force heavy. Uh, we have got a prediction from another one of my fave podcasts, The Scavengers Horde. Rachel predicts that Kylo and Ray will duel again. Kylo will win, but be unable to kill Ray, and that's when he'll finally turn. Oh. Interesting. And hi, I like them. Hello. <laughs> my shout out to my friends. And Kirsty predicts that Kylo Ren won't die, but he'll come really close, and the audience and Ray will think he's gone for a moment. <gasps> Bonus points if Ray somehow revives him through the Force, and he is reborn as a redeemed Ben Solo. Very interesting. Courtney, I have to ask you for your response. I definitely, I think no matter if Kylo survives or not, there's definitely going to be an almost moment. So there's definitely, even if he survives, there's going to be a moment where you think for sure it's it's donezo. So I definitely think that's going to be it. Do you know what adds to that theory? It is a J.J. Abrams trope. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the dead and then they choke and then they, they spit up. There's like in Mission Impossible 3... And with Dominic Monaghan in Lost, there's like it's like almost the exact same scene, but like it's Dominic Monaghan in Lost. Yeah, I think it was actually Kerry Russell in Mission Impossible Three that died and came back to life. But whatever. Poe Dameron in Force Awakens can't oh, find yeah. him. Nobody. You're true. What? Poe the Tie Fighter crash. Ah, yeah, yeah. True that. True that. True that. True that. I um I because I saw that clip at a preview. At um, IMAX, Harrison Ford introduced it. It was very uh, exciting. And in the clip they showed, it was from when Finn arrived at Jakku Mm -hmm. to when they took off in the Falcon. And I didn't really know much about the film. I was trying to stay spoiler free. And they were talking about Poe Dameron being like dead. And I was just like, whoa, that has to not be true. That has to be not true. 
It's also that trope's also in Into Darkness because there's a whole scene at the end of Into Darkness. I think I think you think Kirk is dead, and they like go after uh, Khan, and then he's alive at the end of it too. So yes, yes, Khan. He's a wily character. So angry. <laughs> Uh, Laura Syracuse, a good buddy that comes on the podcast all the time. At the end of episode nine, Ray will establish the new Jedi school in search for Force kids. She will not end up with anyone. Uh, oh, this is a she's gone all out with this one. Kylo Ren will die at the end without being redeemed, and Finn, Poe, and Rose with General Leia will move on with their lives, building a new government. And Rose better not die because I will revolt. And that is fair enough. I just like that the prediction of like they'll move on with their lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I will say that I'm on board. With, I, I, am, I am very much of the I don't want Ray to be shipped with anybody camp. Like I, I like Ray just being a Jedi and being a hero and not having a romantic relationship in the movies. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't have... I'm open to what happens. I'm open to what happens. I will probably enjoy it either way. But if I had my druthers, I would have Ray just get to be a hero and not have to have the romance part of it. All right. We've got oh, this one's from the Tattoo Sons podcast, and it's an audio. Hey, Steel and everybody on the Steel Wars podcast. This is uh, David, the Bowtie Jedi guy. This is BB Nate. Samuel Hutt. We are from Tatooine Sons, a Star Wars podcast. Steel, thank you so much for letting us have an opportunity to be a part of your 2019 predictions show. These are classic episodes um, that you guys do, and we can't uh, thank you enough for letting us to be a part of it. My prediction for 2019 is going to make a lot of people upset, and I'm sorry, but I actually predict that Ray is going to sacrifice herself in episode nine, and she's not going to make it out of that. With a twist, but you can listen to our podcast for that. Samuel the Hutt? Uh, Boba Fett's going to make an appearance in The Mandalorian. And okay. BB Nate? And Turvis is going to be made canon. Well, of course <laughs> Turvis is going to be yeah. made canon. What else is going to happen? Thanks, guys, so much. Uh, look forward to hearing your guys' predictions as well. Nice. I um, I just realized where I know – whenever there's a, like a anti-Raylo prediction – your mouth goes the shape of my son when he's about to start crying. It's a Muppet face. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I mean, like that's just like Ray's gonna live. Like she's not gonna die. Yeah, she's it's... worked so hard. She did such a good job. <laughs> she's worked at I'm it. I'm proud of her. She deserves to live. Okay, Curtis Smith predicts Porgs will continue to appear on Star Wars in the big screen in Episode 9. So just a general Porg prediction. Brittany Brown from San Diego predicts, oh, heartless prediction. Chewbacca will die in Episode (gasps) 9. Wow. No, Chewbacca, R2, and C-3PO have the ability to live on forever, Mm. and so they should. Chewbacca, Force Ghost, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chris Willis predicts Ray will defeat Kylo during the third act of Episode Nine. However, she will refuse to strike him down, and she will walk away, leaving him to wallow in his final defeat. Shouting, I hate you. Yeah, I I don't know. I try to like work out how the mechanics of the Ben Demption would work, like practically. Like, do you know what I mean? How do you he's still gotta to go to jail, do you know what I mean? Like so I, I 
but like we have a lot of redemption arcs and none of them have been like jailed you know so i think there's a lot of ways to go about it i mean we don't have four hours for me to talk about this but i think there's there's ways that aren't just put him in jail you know yeah what kind of jail would hold him a <sighs> hug Oh yeah, he'd have to willingly go to it. I'd, I'd be part of his redemption is like he had to accept that. He oh, yeah. just John Boyega yeah. holds yeah, him, hugs out. him forever. Would they just, just dump him on Octo? That, that's not a that's mm. not a jail. That's a that's a warm happy hug. Yeah, the thing is, he could like we think it's gonna be redemption, but it could have been a snipe the whole time. Yeah, uh, I don't like the idea of no, that. No, I know. I don't but like the idea of that. I think, like, I think Courtney, that's a, that's a twist a, redemption, isn't Co- it? Courtney's got a, a jail getting ready in, in Burbank, California. For, <laughs> yeah. It's valid. How do you keep him in jail? Cutting his arms off first, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah. It's going to go full Can't cut misery. your way out of jail if you ain't got no arms. I didn't think about that, did you? Mm. Our beloved friend who's moved to Florida, Corey Van Dyke, the making Star Wars guest. This is Corey, and to be honest, my prediction is that an eighth season of The Clone Wars will be announced. Mark these words, it will happen. Now, if, if you know Corey, he, um, it's a very on-brand <laughs> prediction. Bless his heart. Uh, we've got Dan Z from Coffee with Kenobi. He predicts that episode nine will shatter box office records and be the number one film in 2019 beating Avengers Endgame. Ooh. He adds it will be the third highest grossing film of all time and Star Wars is back will be the new fandom flag for at least two months. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. And we've got uh, another audio prediction from a podcasting friend. Hey, Steel, this is Brian with the Full of Sith podcast and... All over the internet, Swankmatron on Twitter. And my prediction for 2019 is that fandom will be healed. Those those people that were disaffected by The Last Jedi, uh, toxic and non-toxic alike, will, uh, you know, finally be able to move on to something that they do like or focus on the parts of Star Wars that they do love and not seek out anyone to argue with them about the content of the film, and that those of us who did love it will be left in peace and be able to enjoy it on our own terms. So that's my prediction, or hope at least, for 2019. Uh, Keep up the good work, and uh, Happy New Year. That was such a question. Happy New Year, I guess. Maybe he's wondering if we have New Year's in Australia. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's a cultural thing. I um, I hope. I, I kind of think. It's and still the year one in Australia right now. We just <laughs> never flipped it over. How dare you, yeah. Riley? Um, you don't have New Year's. That was yeah. the joke because you've never, you've never yeah. changed over the year. We get to America I was and go, yes-anding your bit. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> we get We're here friends. and go, are there clocks here? What are these yeah. clock calendars? <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> I uh, And this is the thing that episode nine, like I think the challenge it has, and it's to make a film that makes Star Wars fans like all the other films more. Like whether it's like, you know, the prequels or the original trilogy or because like watching Solo, I sort of appreciated, like I, when I watched Empire Strikes Back again, I got like a little bit more out of it seeing Lando on hand and going, oh, that's, that's really cool. So if... Yeah, if J.J. Abrams can make Star Wars fans like the other Star Wars films more, it's more sort of connected and stuff, and you sort of see the point of what happened in different films, then it's a very hard task. But if he does it, I salute you, J.J. I salute you. 
then we have got Austin with a prediction. Kylo Ren will die at the hands of the Knights of Ren. Interesting. So thank you to all our predictors. There is... I, I'm actually dizzy thinking of all the... I, I, I consider them... I almost consider them like rumours. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh man, there's... I don't see how that balances up. But anyway. Some zingers in there. <laughs> but it's all just like a hundred different people's opinions. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. Well, it can't happen. Yeah. But uh, that was super fun. Let's go through the panel's predictions. You've heard them all. And now you get to add your own to the pile. Producer Rashad, what you got? Uh, somebody kind of mentioned it earlier before, but what I'm kind of thinking is Hux will stage a successful coup, a military coup of the First Order and take the throne or the, the title of Supreme Leader. And Kylo will run tail between his legs, realizing the folly of his ways, back to the Resistance and helps them to take down the First Order. Interesting. Bartholomew. Ewok Jedi. <laughs> so confident. Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm taking this whole thing home. <laughs> Riley. I think that Kylo will have a redemption story, and I think that when he does, he will actually end up getting a different beam for his lightsaber as well. I think a different crystal Ooh. will actually be ignited. Interesting. Like a new color? Maybe. Boy. Yeah. Like a new... And I think I think Ray's lightsaber is going to be built from the pieces of the broken one, obviously. And I think she will have a kind of like the same kind of blade like his where it's like fractured it's and stuff. Yeah. Because of the... I like that a lot. Interesting. That, that visually will look amazing if they fight with like two like sort of angry blades. Courtney. I'm actually not going to do an episode nine prediction. I want to change it up. I think Maul and Kira are going to be in the Lando show because they need to finish that story arc because I'm mad they didn't. In the what show? The, the, the Lando series. That they'll, they'll make a Lando like miniseries for the... Ah. And they'll, they'll eventually have a uh, Maul and Kira. They'll finish that story arc. In an arc. Okay, I like that you, you just also flippantly predicted a Lando series. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people yeah. are mentioning it, so I'm just really like... Really burying I, the I lead on that happen. one. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think no matter what, I think either... Because Maul and Kira could have their own series, but... I think they'll definitely make a live action appearance in one of these uh, miniseries on the Disney streaming servers. Nice. I like that one because I just want to see Ray Park yeah. like, <laughs> being more Star Wars actory. My prediction is that by the end of episode nine, Ray has a last name. And it's not her original last name, but she will take on the surname of Skywalker. All right. And it'll be pretty good. <laughs> And she can have a green lightsaber, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, I uh, before we read out the final prediction, big round of applause for all our guests. Um, let's do some plugs, Rashad. Where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at iQasem, I Q A S E M, and you can follow my podcast, Will Communication, at WillComPod on Twitter. Very nice. And thank you for all your help. This, Always. This, this would not be together if you weren't here giving us a hand. So I really appreciate that. Buddy. It's my pleasure, buddy. Uh, Bartholomew. Uh, at, at Bartlol, B-A-R-T-L-O-L, Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. so I, uh, stand up is in Australia. If you come to Australia, come watch me do stand-up comedy. Nice. Otherwise, 
I'll just be in America eating your hamburgers. <laughs> uh, Riley. You can find me on Twitter at Riley J. Silverman and Instagram at Riley Silverman. And if I can cross fandoms for just a second, uh, we are launching next week a new Doctor Who live play role-playing game podcast that will be starting up on the 16th of January called The Game of Rassilon. And it's going to be, uh, if you guys have ever listened to the Adventure Zone podcast, it's going to be very similar in tone to that. But we're playing the official Doctor Who role-playing game. Oh, that sounds it. awesome. So I'm really excited about it. It's really cool. Excellent. And we actually record it right here at the same studio. Where we're filming the same building. We're recording this episode today. So oh, nice. We filming in the game room over in uh, Geeky Tees. Sweet. Yeah. And Courtney. Uh, I'm Courtney. I am one of the co-hosts of Who Talks First. You can find me on Twitter at Who Talks First. I also run a fandom store called Squadron Goals. Now, our final prediction, which I, I did take a sneak peek at during the week, and I was, this is like, the best written prediction I have ever come across. Is that this the is opening scroll to a movie? Because look how much text is in that lot, email yeah. since he's a few paragraphs there. <laughs> Pretty much. This is from Becca Benjamin, who does the Tarkin's Top Shelf podcast. She also uh, writes for Fan for Tracks, and she actually just did this recent um, article about the Force that Ryan Johnson complimented her on. This is her prediction that we'll close with. Wow. Another Star Wars trilogy is about to come to an end, and that in itself is the end of an era. Yes, every generation has a story. The originals had theirs, and so did the prequel trilogy, and such will be the same for the sequels. It is so surreal and exciting, yet at the same time, melancholy. Perhaps like Luke, I'm a tad cynical in my old age. After all, I've grown up with the Skywalkers, and like Cassian Andor, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Excellent. That said, I've been asked by Steele to share my episode 9 prediction with you, and trust me, I've given this a lot of thought, so buckle up. Ever since I knew the sequel trilogy was in the making, I daydreamed about how it would all play out. My heart and mind almost always came back to one specific character, Leia. Force. How I hoped so hard to see Leia wield a lightsaber, to see her in action and be a real match or equal to her brother and anyone else that posed a threat to her. And thankfully, Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi gave us most of that. Still, there's just one more thing I've wanted for Leia more than anything. Closure. Closure in the form of healing the galaxy and from the evil tyranny that is known as the First Order. In addition to that, give Leia the big moment she so rightly deserves. Allow her to become the redeemer and save the light within her son, Ben Solo, and break the shadow that has cursed their family throughout the generations. And that, folks, is not only my prediction, but my only hope. You see, Luke foreshadowed this a long time ago on a wooden bridge on the moon of Endor when he said, the force is strong in my family, my father has it, I have it, and my sister has it. Yes, it's you, Leia. Yes, Leia, as it should be a pretty sweet prediction. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys so much. We will be doing our 200th show on the 2nd of February at the Scum and Villainy Cantina with a very exciting interview guest. So I hope you guys join us there. Uh, thanks so much for coming. Give us a round of applause for our guests. Thank you so much. I'm Steel Saunders. And may that force be with you. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that super fun live episode with Courtney, Riley, Bart, Richard, and a cast of dozens calling in or live or via email 
for the predictions. Thank you to everyone that contributed. And I, I feel like we've got a pretty good melting pot of uh, predictions that some of them have got to come true. And please let some of them let some of them be very wrong. Very, very, very wrong. Very wrong. Also, if you haven't um, heard our previous live episode is the review of last year's predictions. So you can check that out on YouTube or on the podcast feed where we review all the predictions from 2018 and uh, get it down to the finalists. And for those that weren't following on social media, I apologize for the uh, the short break in podcasts. We were back in Australia on my little baby boy Harrison's meet and greet tour. So uh, I was trying to get stuff done, but it just wouldn't happen. It just wouldn't happen. I was trying to find uh, Josh Chapman was uh, from the Star Wars Spelt Out podcast, was trying to get me some super fast internet in the city to upload the uh, the video of this episode, but we just couldn't make the, uh, the timing work. It was... It was hectic, but uh, so fun to catch up with um, my little family and friends back home. But uh, now we're back to content, Star Wars content as we lead into Star Wars Celebration. And then the, the joyous yet bittersweet march to this current era's end of the Skywalker saga. We we had the last episode of Star Wars ever in um, in the early '80s, then in the early 2000s, and uh, now we're going to have it again. Because I, you know, please let this be another one of those sweet Star Wars lies, and we get more saga films in uh, a decade or so. But I am pumped. You know, we're going to get new footage very soon. I'd say celebration. We'll get a title. I assume sooner than that, and we'll be back to imagining what could happen at the end of the year, and I'm so excited to go on that journey with you guys. If you are a Patreon supporter at the $3 a month level, you have got lots more content to get through already, because Robbo from the Robo Report, and I just recorded a new Robo Report exclusively for Patreon members, and it is a two and a half hour banger. And we didn't even talk about Star Wars news; we just talked about general Star Wars stuff. It was it was so fun. Um, also about um, George Lucas's Lost fandom, which. Um, was some information that had drifted from the front of my brain, but uh, it was fun to uh, sort of reminisce about that and and talk so much Star Wars stuff. And it was it was a really fun talk. I uh, I felt great afterwards. I felt good about Star Wars after uh, that. So uh, if you're a Patreon member. Um, it, it's probably already in your phone. You put the little RSS feed from Patreon into your podcast app and it all immediately downloads there. So uh, check that out if you're of interest. And if you enjoyed this episode and just want to help us, just in a, a friendly word of mouth way, 
um, this episode will be pinned to the top of the feed on Twitter and on Facebook. And uh, if you can give it a share, give it a vouch. If you haven't already, write a uh, sweet five-star review on iTunes and it helps us bump up the rankings and, and let other people know that we're doing okay stuff or good stuff or stuff that's terrible. There's, 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 there's mixed reviews, you guys, and I guess that is fine because you can't argue taste. You really can't. Although sometimes we, we try, but we shouldn't. So there you go. But uh, it's, it's going to be, we're going to go back on adventures, Star Wars adventures leading up to um, episode nine. I hope you come along. It's going to be dope. And may that force be with you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.